0: Moneyline. Moneyline. Money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Yeah.
1: And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah. yeah, we made
0: it. You just, just talking. If they hate it, yeah, you it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, Studios. here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action.
2: Hello, world! Welcome into Moneyline on a special edition because it's Father's Day, and I know you're out there right now getting that barbecue pit ready, getting those beers cold, and we're gonna put you in the mood because I'm in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at JoshJordan97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan! What's going on,
3: Jerry? Happy Father's Day, my man. I know you're a dad, probably special day for you right you got something going with the family a little after the show
2: yeah we started uh we started a little early yesterday as uh we had the grandparents over uh, we haven't seen or hung out with them actually in about three months you know with the Ooh. whole thing trying to be safe and uh we finally got to see them three months later got to go swimming with the kids so we started a little early i uh, i told myself yesterday i was going to take it easy today but then i woke up today hype i just <laughs> i said we got money line i've I've gone a little cold on bets. We're going to talk on that. So I'm, I'm trying to get back on the right side and it's not any time to let up right now. But before we get going to bets and, and to quarantine times and whatever we're going to call it, let's get to the guy behind the glass. I, Tyler Drew Scotts, where you can find him on Twitter, Tyler Cito. What up? What's up, Tyler? Thanks for sticking around for us, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Now let's, uh, I, I let's talk before we even get into sports or whatever, man, these these uh, lockdown times, man, I got to I've got to quit doing uh, ch- chores around the house that I'm not made to do, you know, like cutting down trees, you know, like hey, go out there and cut that bush down. So during this this lockdown, man, uh, our little bush in front of the house was getting a little bad, you know, in front of the, the window. So I go out there with the with the expectations of trimming. It, you know, and then it started like a bad haircut when a guy doesn't know <laughs> how to. So you make the line, and then you that line progressively gets top to to where you have to go bald headed, and that's exactly what I did. I basically gave my uh, my tree a bald fade. You know, now there's no tree. Literally, I ended up just cutting it. By the time my wife comes out, she's just like. What in the hell happened? And I just, I'm thinking, man, this tree was blocking. It was literally going to grow into this window. It needed to come down. So I'm just glad to get sports going. A little bit of gambling, being able to go again because I'm a, uh, I'm not made for that, man. I'm, I'm made to. These hands aren't made for that. They are made to hold uh, cards, pocket aces, kings, <laughs> things of that nature. I, I feel. Did you get going with the horse racing yesterday? Well, that man, horse racing is tough. And and you know, I, I love. I'm, I'm a degenerate gambler of all types. Horse racing is something I've always done. I'm not going to say I've been successful at it. I just uh, I've had my moments I've, I've won big you know big moments, but I think I've lost way more than I've won, but I'm, I'm still continually chasing it and in horse gambling you know in sports we look for 52.4 percent to be considered a, a winning gambler man in, in horse gambling you can win a third of your bets and, and you're considered good. You're only hoping for that one big score to pay off the rest of your bets and and it's weird because the way you handicap a, a race. You, you know that some horses got speed, so they're gonna come out, and and your horse is gonna be trailing. The way you handicap a horse races is, is completely different than what you think. Is going to the track with your buddies and just saying, you know, I'm gonna take the dog that poop first, you know, like that. That's that old school. Like, yeah, I'm gonna take him drinking your fifty cent margaritas. Like, you no, know, it's not like that. It's it's some real gambling going on out there. Uh, and once you got the Falcon on your side, and I'm, I get text messages at random times from him. He's always at, on horses, you know. So he'll just it will be like, "Hey, so and so race th- this thing, it bet him." So I'm, I'm pre- always just finding myself on horse bets now for whatever reason. I'll be on them today, so hopefully we can find a winner because last week I gave out a uh, two soccer bets on this show. We got a tie. That's the thing that that's terrible about soccer, you know, and that and it keeps other sports enthusiasts away from from the from, from the beautiful game as they call it because nobody wants to see a tie no you, you drove all the way out there to watch a game and then you don't even know who wins it leads a bad taste in your yeah. mouth you're saying well, overtime penalty kick something but the difference always remember that in a lot of these leagues, they don't have a playoff format as we do in NBA, whatever the sport is over here, there's playoffs, there's seedings over there. And the season is just over after X amount of games, you get three points for a win, one point for a draw. So that's why when you see teams playing for a draw, they're playing for that one point. But on the other hand, those seasons are over five, six games before the the, the completion of the season because uh, mathematically you can't catch a team. So I don't like that aspect, but I do like the aspect that they use as the bottom two teams or X amount of teams get relegated because there should be repercussions. But where do we really relegate a team from the NBA? (laughs) No, that's a good point. And, you know, with baseball – I don't like the extra
3: innings. I I don't want a limitless game. You know what I mean? I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the Astros game and it goes to extra innings. They cut off the beer sales in like the seventh inning and you're sitting there 10th, 11th inning. And you're like, man, I'm I'm starting to feel bad. I'm sobering up. (laughs) You know, I want to get out of here. So, and it's funny. We'll see if, you know, maybe they, they tinker with overtime and extra innings with, you know, all the coronavirus stuff coming up with these future seasons. You wonder if, They'll change it a little bit.
2: A lot of things need to be changed. I saw that the people of Texas are now trying to put into fruition of – Leaving permanent alcohol sales, as far as the to-go sales that we've seen, and I, I am a, a big fan of the to-go margarita. Yeah, I've become quite fond of it. I've done it more. I find myself drinking a lot of them now, and I don't even drink margaritas like that. But it just makes it convenient, right, just to go and grab a, a whatever pre-made drink. So I hope that works. It, it brings in a lot of money. I just, I just don't trust that that people are going to do the right thing. You know, it's real easy to open up that seal and just start drinking it. Why
3: not, man? And that's you forget like when you go to. New why Orleans? not open
2: the law or drink it and open the seal and drink and drive? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I don't know about that last one. I, you know, that, that gets a little dangerous. But exactly. I mean, you go yeah, to Bourbon.
2: can do that here. No. Yeah, that's why he said, why not? I'm thinking, hold on, hold on. We got to let it be known. We're saying, why not of leaving the law open?
3: Yeah, but I'm also like when you go to New Orleans, right? Like you can walk in a quickie mart, buy a beer, open it up and then take that beer into a bar. You know what I mean? Like it was so foreign to me and, and everybody's doing it and you're like. Man, this is awesome.
4: Well, supposedly uh, Colorado is going to extend their to-go liquor order for another year. Really? Yeah. I think it's Colorado. I'll have to double-check that. But there was a story I saw on that that they're just going to let it go for another year just because they feel that this probably is going to keep going. But also, I mean, that drives business. Yeah. Like it changes your business model, but you're still making money on it.
2: And you know the, the liquor's one thing that you're going to make a lot of money of off of in a business. So I like it just if we could do it responsibly. And say, yeah. just wait till you get home. You know, there's, there's a. It just, man, in any place that you go to, just think of it. Any any city you've ever been that you're allowed to just walk and drink, people act a little bit more wild. Like when you're out there in Bourbon Street or in Vegas, yeah, it brings out the little more wild in you because you know you cannot go out there and act a fool—not yourself, but you know that people are gonna go out there and act a little bit extra crazier. And that's what it's gonna bring: just the ability to be able to walk, or you know, what I mean, just whatever they. And I'm not saying that this law has to do with that, but just the ability of opening up other avenues for people to get drunk is just we got to be careful
3: but it's it's fun it almost feels like a big block party
2: you know when everybody's (laughs) just walking around with you know a beer in their
3: hand hanging out you know what's the problem with that and as far as like the you know you can have alcohol delivered now from restaurants and stuff like that what's wrong with that you're at home that's
2: where you want people drinking they're not out driving it it feels like uh, I was behind the curve because I've always thought about that like an idea like man we need to have alcohol delivery. You've been there drunk before with your friends sitting there like, man, I'm, I need some more beer and you're plastered and, or it's a little late, whatever the case Right um, Now it would have been a chance to start something special. And, 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 but there's a bunch of companies out. I looked it up, and I'm thinking, I'm, I didn't even know about all these. Now I see that, uh, for example, Grubhub. And then I looked on the other day, and I'm say, I said, well, how are they delivering lotion? Well, they have a CVS also option now. So they got smarter, and they're going to start delivering whatever toiletries you might need. Uh, there's, an, there's an option for delivery in anything because people don't want to leave their home.
3: And it's funny how it changed. Like, I had, just from some restaurant, I ordered a margarita or something like that to be delivered. And the first time, they just leave it on on the door. You know, so you could technically be, like, 18 years old and, you know, be ordering alcohol. But the second time I did it, they had it together. Like, I had to pull out my driver's license, and they had to scan it. So... It's funny they're they're very quickly you know putting systems in place.
2: How do you guys treat the uh, GrubHub or the delivery of food right now? Are you real weird or do you just still go out and grab it and sign it? Because I, I had one pizza place, like for example, these chains, they're doing the no no uh, I guess what is it no touch delivery whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, well, I did another one that's a smaller chain, you know, just a, just a mom and pop, and, and they needed me to sign it still. So I'm sitting here with the guy and I'm thinking, man, he thinks he's probably going to go tell people, man, there was this weird guy because I'm looking at him through the window and I'm just like, (laughs) leave it there. And I left the $5 bill. Well, this is another mistake. I left the $5 bill taped to my window. And before he comes, the Amazon guy comes to drop something (laughs) off. And this fool grabs the five. And I'm thinking, I am not tipping you. I'm I'm knocking on the window. I'm like, hey, put that back. Put that back. At the same time, the pizza guy pulls up, and I'm pointing at him. I'm like, it's, it's for him, at which point they have contact, and he hands him the five. the five. It was just uncomfortable, and then I'm like, all right, just put the pizza down, and he's looking at me with a pen like, you have to sign it. I'm thinking, can we can we not work something here? I'll, yeah. But I don't also don't want to be that weird guy. Uh, how how are you treating the outside uh, food that it comes in? Do you just still eat it there, or are you dumping it in your own plates right away? No, it, it's funny, I, I'll pull open the bag and tear it open,
3: and then I'll put my sanitizer on, and then each individual container, you know, I'll put down, you know, on the table to eat with, and then I'll go wash my hands, and then eat. I mean, it's, it's a crazy world we live in now. How about you, Tyler?
4: Uh, Well, first, I gotta say, that that whole, ex- that with the $5 bill, that sounds like a, a freaking <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, <laughs> like, at least a part of it. um. But yeah, with to go food i like we got uh some pho food or from pho from this place around the corner, and I mean, they package everything up, I just basically undid it all, we put it on plates, and then wash hands, and then go back to eat so it, like I think as long as you wash your hands before you touch everything, you're probably good, yeah, yeah, and after.
2: Now, the ones that I don't like are these guys that are uh, picking the wrong time to solicit right now. Like some guy knocked on my door and he had a pad. And and so I, 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 through the window, I did the same thing. Get away. You know, I'm not I'm good. And he keeps trying to persist. You know, so what time do you want me to come back? And I said, I'm not interested in anything. Never. He says, do you have a I think the the copper lining in my my and the lining or the the whatever lining to my wiring to my house or something. And I'm thinking, man, this is not the time. This is not what I'm worried about right now. Like that's the then another one comes by trying to paint the numbers on my uh, curb. And I'm thinking, I mean, I, I, yes, I do need it, but just that's not what I'm thinking about right no. now.
3: No, and this has got to be a terrible time to be a panhandler, right? You know, trying to go up to people's cars and try to get them to roll down the window. I'm and, not rolling anything. Uh, no, then. God, no. And we see it all the time over here on Timer, and I'm like... And even cash, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if we get away from cash because everybody's touching this. How long stuff. till we
2: see the nerve of one with their Venmo? Like, I know you don't want to make contact, <laughs> but this is my Venmo.
3: The worst are the ones when you go, like, I don't have any cash. And they're like, oh, well, I'll follow you to the ATM. Yeah, okay. Let me why don't you follow me to the ATM so I can get robbed? Are you kidding me?
2: Oh, yeah, or the one that I gave uh, sandwiches out one year and, and, and this dude said, Man, I'll take the soda. You take back that sandwich. <laughs> I said, Man, what this is a perfectly good turkey sandwich and I didn't go buy like the sliced turkey, I made it out of a real turkey. Oh, man, whatever. Some people are just, uh, you can't make them happy no matter what you do. But we're going to make you happy on this show. Hopefully, whenever I give you some winners, we're going to give you a little bit of football. We're going to get a little bit of everything because there's NBA talk or the lack thereof. Maybe another league getting started up. And I'll tell you who's going to be the commissioner of that when we get back here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
0: Listening to ESPN 97.5.
4: We're taking a break.
1: Okay. That's cool. I'm, I'm breaking my real bad. I'm so them deuces right now. I'm breaking my real bad. I'm breaking. I'm breaking out real bad.
0: You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5.
1: And on ESPN 97.5.com.
0: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios,
2: here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. We're in studio. It's Tyler. It's Josh Jordan. It's Jerry Bowe knows where the Z And we're here to try to get you ready for the festivities going down on this beautiful Father's Day. The lines are open for whatever you please. If you want to talk gambling, if you want to talk some bad beats, if you want to tell me how bad I've been, hey, the phone lines are open for that, 713-780-ESPN. We'd be glad to have you. If you want to get on here and just to shout out your father and give him a special word, it's open for that as well. You know how we do it here. It's by the people, for the people, for the gamblers. Buy gamblers, buy losers, winners. We do a little bit of everything here, and we're going to jump into a little bit of everything. But uh, we're talking about how weird these times are going to be, and Josh and I were talking off air just uh, how crazy. We're going to look back at these times and be like, man, for example, not hanging out with our grand the grandparents for three months. That's three months when you get old. Like three months is a lot of the little bit of bucket of life you have left. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's just that or the way that that I treated that pizza man. It's 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 is this real life? Because this doesn't seem like something that twenty years from now people are going to understand unless you lived it. Or you know, let's say 25, 30 years from now, a kid that's eighteen then you know is going to say what y'all were doing what or or the sports shutdown was people were betting on ping pong. Are you kidding me? Russian ping pong I'm, I'm thinking so what did we come to we're betting on simulation games I mean you can log on my bookie and the menu on the left is it says Madden simulation D- do you understand that this is something that you would do with your friends drunk late night and you just throw it on the game and let it play itself out just to have action while you're playing blackjack or something just just but I mean now you're doing it On sports books. You're betting on simulated video games, not video games of people playing. We're talking about simulated games. This is what it's come to, man. It's it's a whole new world.
3: And I just I hope football goes off, man. I'm starting to get a little, little worried with all these positive tests happening. But I will say this, I'd rather it be happening now than in August you know what i mean like i'd i'd rather them have time to catch it and get over it so that we can have football in september that you know so that's that's kind of the good thing it's get it over with now but it's going to be i mean they're really going to put nfl players in a bubble i mean there's just so many there's so many guys on each team i don't know how you do that i i just think they're going to do it and practice squads are going to be increased and it's going to be next man up it's going to be a
2: crazy season and
3: you know if you have a patrick mahomes or a deshaun watson You better keep that
2: guy in bubble wrap. You better keep him in bubble wrap. And and for handicapping purposes, it's going to be impossible – you honestly looking at a a ticket and saying this has value for the reasons that specifically, let's say the basketball tournament, you don't know if that guy is going to be at the, on your roster by the end of it. Now you hope that the big players, LeBron or Anthony Davis, if you go with the Lakers, that they will take the extra precautions, but they're just as suspected as, as anyone. This can affect anyone. You know, at first we started and we didn't know it was okay. It was, we looked at it as okay, man. These people on these cruise ships, because at first, or at least I did. I'm thinking, well, they were around each other. If you, if you're precautious, then when you started seeing celebrities with money, you know, you're thinking, well, no one, no one is is everyone's a suspect. Yeah. And as we've gotten closer now, you're seeing groups of people, and that's ca- something that kind of scares me because you're seeing reports of the Cowboys and Texas players, or 28 Clemson players. You're thinking 28, so. Why are we not disclosing as far as the NFL and the 49ers coming out and saying that they have players that are, have tested or people in their organization that have tested, but they're not going to disclose the names to the public because, yeah, one, that's it's by law. Because yeah. you're, uh, uh, by law, you can't disclose that someone else's information. We saw that in the Zeke Elliott um, situation, but now we hear that it wasn't the uh, the agent. Right. He just confirmed it from what I heard. Okay, the, the leak came from somewhere else. So what's the ultimate motive right here for the league going forward? Because if it's to protect everyone going forward, then how are we going to come to a common ground of, hey, this needs to be let known that... And I'm not saying that Garoppolo, but I'm saying say it was someone of that stature that you're trying to protect them. You No, you need to protect everyone else, right?
3: Yeah, and Garoppolo makes a lot of sense. We know he, he likes him some porn stars, so he likes to get around, so I wouldn't be surprised with him. But, yeah, you, your medical information is private, and that's protected. But at the same time, you need to know who to stay away from. So
2: it's tricky. And it's going to be tricky once the season's going. I mean, it's 2020. Not that it didn't exist in 1980, but the era of the side piece and the the side piece that comes with it. uh, Because she's probably a side piece of many.
3: Yes, that's Instagram models. Yeah, once a side piece. Yeah,
2: always a side piece. And, And you're probably one of her little side pieces. So imagine how much... It's getting spread throughout that just in itself. It's going to get ugly. I I know that at one point or another, we're going to get if if because NFL came out already this, I believe, Friday. And they said that as of right now, everything looks as certain that things will be going on track. They don't know what they're going to do as far as the Hall of Fame game or X amount of games in the preseason. But from what they predict as of right now, that things will be going now, the aspect of fans, that's in question.
3: Yeah, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see fans. It, I mean, it's really spiking right now. So I hate to to jump too quick because you know things might be different in a couple weeks. Let's be honest; a couple weeks ago, it wasn't
2: this bad. You no, know, but, you know things are changing quickly, but changing for the bad. Did you guys see? Once you start comparing us as the city to Brazil, and they started saying that at this trajectory of numbers, the way that it's going right now that we will be the leading city maybe in the world or numbers equivalent to Brazil. It's
3: crazy. And I mean, if, I talked about it a few weeks ago. We were talking about we were so lucky in Houston. It wasn't like New York, and and now it's spiking here. And like you said, we're one of the hotbeds for this stuff. So that's the problem with predicting something in September because everything's changing
2: you know, week by week. And I, if, I feel like the outsider still with a mask on, it feels so weird to me because I went to Home Depot. That's one of the only places I keep going because I'm doing outside work that I shouldn't be doing in the first <laughs> place. But I was the outsider. It felt like – Everyone looked at me. I think one or two people out of the hundred I saw there had a mask. And even employees, they're looking at me like, "Ah." And they give you that roll of the eye, and and they see that I'm trying. I see them coming from a distance. It's, like, so awkward now because you see them about 10 foot out, right? And you start seeing, okay, what are they up to? Okay, they're shopping for something specific on that side, so I'm going to stand on this side. And then all of a sudden, they hit you with a curveball, and they jump over to your side. And you're thinking, oh, okay, well. Let me go back to that side. And you do it nonchalantly like, oh, let me look down here. And then they give you that look like, are you really that worried? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on out here, but don't make me the outsider. You're the criminal. Yeah. I mean, they put it into effect to where you have to have
3: it in businesses. And, you know, it just went into effect the other day. And I'm not seeing a lot of it. I went to Walgreens the other day. and. There was only a few people wearing masks. So. And I say
2: criminal, loosely someone out there just dropped their coffee and said, man, screw money line and everything they stand for. I'm no criminal. This is my rights. And I'm not saying an aspect. I'm just saying as far as we specifically have seen here at the station with Trey, with whatever, just getting scared, saying, man, he had contact with somebody that had it. And all I'm trying to do is avoid that. Okay, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to say I'm on this side, that side, left, right, red, blue, none of this. I'm trying to say one thing. Man, I don't know. Just like these guys on TV, these talking heads – I don't think they know as well, but I I, I, uh, I specialize in sports gambling, wagering, uh, some drinking, uh, not very good at barbecuing, you know, things like that. Now, I'm the, all of a sudden, I'm not going to pick up the trait of, of uh, virus specialist, yep. you know what I mean, out here uh, picking up just things that all of a sudden, I'm thinking, man, I've never even heard you talk about anything of sorts, and all of a sudden, you have all these facts? I don't believe it because I don't think any of these facts have conquered. We don't know. Years from now, we're going to look back on this and think, man, we made so many left turns when we should have gone right but we just didn't have any sense of of path we don't know right now we let our guard down literally and i'm not saying that just you out there listening i'm saying uh, me as well i finally saw the grandparents after three months what changed now as to three months ago because if anything we're in the worst part now yeah but it became to a point where okay let's practice this this social distancing at somewhat of the right way um they even came there they they googled how to how grandparents could hug kids right now. So it was like a weird (laughs) hug when they walked in. It was like a, and it was just, but hey, we made it work. However, I just, if a mask doesn't hurt my feelings that much to wear, either which way, if if, if you're out there and you're saying it does, then take a little bit extra precautions, please. Yeah. Look, if you want to wear the mask, wear the mask. If you don't, you don't. It
3: doesn't, it doesn't have to mean everything. It's a personal choice. Do it if you want to, don't do it. But with it spiking right now, it's probably smart to maybe, you know, wear it for a while while things are so bad. I mean, I, I went to a, a restaurant a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't even get in. I mean, the place was packed. The patio inside, outside, the parking lot was packed. I mean, just kids running around everywhere. And, you know, me and my wife were just like, nope. <laughs> you know, we just turned around and left. Nobody was wearing a mask. So especially when you're eating and there's that many people around, it's, it's you know, case by case. You know, so do whatever makes you comfortable, man. You're right, though. We're going to look back on this and just be like, Man, crazy times. But let's just be glad it looks like it's something not super serious, that it's not killing as many people as we thought it was. And, hey, let's be excited. Looks like maybe we'll get some sports back. Looks like Rockets are going to be getting going here in July. We'll see if MLB can get their stuff together and get us some baseball going in July. We might be looking at the other side of this thing, Jerry. We might have basketball games and baseball games to bet on within a month. I mean, it it really could be that close. So that's why I'm getting excited because, man, it's been tough coming up with content for the last three months with no sports
2: going on. I've got content for the next hour and a half. I got about three bets that I'm going to drop and we're going to get on the right side of things because we can't lose forever. We can't. I got to shake it. We're going to shake it off right here on a Sunday morning. You listen to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. I'm in hollow. It's the subject because they like to follow the words, the style, the trend, the records I spin again and again and again. Yeah, you're on the other end. Watch a Years of Research and Innovation.
0: Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston.
2: Pretty cool, huh, Morty?
0: Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5
1: And on ESPN 97.5.com
0: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh
2: Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. The squad's here in the building trying to get you prepared for your uh, Father's Day Sunday festivities We know you have a full day planned. Hopefully, it involves a lot of good barbecue, maybe some good brews, and especially some good people. No doubt about it. I can always tell when Tyler's
3: producing a show because the music's usually really good. So, Tyler's got good taste. Yeah, he
2: gets me hyped, man. And right now, something that might get you hyped, something that's been making i guess word around the league and not only around the league because outside of football people this is some an issue that people have been dealing with and when you hear the name Colin kaepernick right you always yeah it, it brings we i mean we saw that with sports map go ahead and drop a plug on that
3: yeah we did a video on you know why it makes all the sense in the world for kaepernick to sign with the texans and you know before you go crazy and freak out Think about it. It makes a lot of sense. No team in the NFL has been more socially progressive than the Texans with, you know, Kenny Stills, you know, taking a knee, Bill O'Brien coming out and saying he's taking a knee. You know, all the stuff with Clemson and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. I mean, they are very socially progressive with this stuff. So it, and it makes sense from a fit You know, whether it'll happen or not, that's another discussion. But I mean, think about it. Kaepernick and Deshaun have some similar traits. They can run a little bit, they can throw. You know, if Deshaun, you know, missed a few games, you feel like, you know, Kaepernick maybe could, you know, kind of tread water for the team, win a couple games for you while you're waiting for Deshaun to get back. And man, our Facebook page just like went bananas. Give us a follow, man. We have like 160,000 followers on our Facebook page at ESPN 97.5. But we posted that video, and people were just going back, back and forth, just you know, yelling at each other. Some people were all for it, and if you said you didn't, we had a we had it photoshopped to where Kaepernick was in a Texans uniform, and people were like, "Get that uniform off him!" and screaming at each other. And then if you weren't for Kaepernick, you were getting called like a KKK member. I mean, people just go over the top. I I mean, he's just a backup quarterback discussion, but you know, people get, they let politics get in and it's really funny, but you know, we just brought up the point that, that the Texans are leading the charge in the NFL. I mean, think about it. Like Jerry Jones hasn't even commented on this stuff. You have, you know, Cal McNair sitting down with Travis Johnson and and having these conversations and you know, the Texans are leading the charge on this. So why wouldn't it make sense, you know, for Kaepernick? And then I, I was like, how crazy would this be? Just picture this in your mind. It's Thursday night football. You're opening up the season. You're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know, and the, the national anthems playing. And then you see Deshaun Watson, Colin Kaepernick, Bill O'Brien, and Kenny Stills all taking a knee. And JJ Watt. And JJ
2: Watt, maybe you know, on Thursday, that's a good point, Tyler. I mean, they take a knee. Every, I mean, imagine how many others are going to take a knee. Now, what's funny after this is ten days after creating a video that proclaimed Black Lives Matter but omitted Kaepernick's name, one Roger Goodell comes out and says he wants a team to sign Kaepernick, right? Now, quote, we will listen. If he wants to resume his career in the NFL, then obviously it's going to take a team to make that decision. But I welcome that. Support a club making that decision and encourage them to do just that. My question to that statement or to any team statement is, what is the objective of a team bringing him in? Because does he have the skill set to be a backup quarterback quarterback better than a lot of these guys yeah uh, um, i would say yeah, 80 90 80% at least i playing mean the super bowl exactly now does a team what comes with it and i'm not saying good or bad there's going to be outside things like like the one you just said right now with him s- s- kneeling before the big game against the chiefs for example if we put him in a texas uniform and and people following that or what comes uh, from the media after games because it's going to be a certain feel to it. Everywhere yeah. Kaepernick goes, there's going to be cameras. There's going there's going to be an a- extra added feel. Is the risk worth the reward for a backup quarterback that brings that? That's what needs to be asked here because not – is he good enough to be a backup quarterback? Yes, I think he is. And especially this year where we know that say this virus does break out in and in, in, within an organization and the quarterbacks are some of the ones that get affected and it's within the quarterback room. And now they have to all be quarantined two weeks, two weeks out of X amount of, of football, however long they have this season, say it's a full 16, you know, uh, games that you have. I mean, that's a, that's a chunk of it. Say they have to miss three or four, you want to have – imagine having Kaepernick sitting at home and saying, hey, he's on our roster, yeah. bring him in. So, yeah, the risk might be worth the reward in this particular instance, but I think your, your 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 mindset as an organization has to be in the right place and it has to be done for the right objective, not bringing him in to bring a good shine to your organization.
3: Right. It has to be a football decision, And but you bring up a good point. If there's ever a year to make sure you have a good backup quarterback – this is it, man. You, you could, you know, Sunday pops up and, you know, Deshaun, you know, God forbid could be running a fever and he can't go. And you, you know, you would want a quarterback that you think has a good chance of, of getting you a win that day. You know, if wh- whatever you think on Kaepernick, you know, give us a call, 713 780 3776. Would he be a good fit for the Texans as their backup quarterback? I, I'm curious what the fans of Houston think. To me, it makes a lot of sense from a football standpoint. But here's the other thing, Jerry, he hasn't played in like four years. You know what I mean? Like, that's a long time to not be playing football. So there is that aspect to it. But I feel like he would fit the the offense pretty well. He can run. He can throw. You know, it, it makes some sense for the Texans. You know, some other teams, the Chargers, they're talking about working him out. I don't know how much sense that makes, though. They have Tyrod Taylor. They just took a quarterback in the first round of the draft. So it doesn't feel like there's a real fit for him. And, and for the Texans, they have A.J. McCarron, and he is under contract for this year. And, you know, he was decent in the, the, you know, the limited playing time he got last year. But I don't know. It makes a lot of sense, man. I, I would have no problem with them bringing Kaepernick in. But you're right. Just think about, like, all the – you'd have more media around your backup quarterback's locker
2: than, than anybody else. And that might not be a good thing. It's You have to have a strong locker room, a strong organization that will be able to stand strong and make sure that – Things don't get deviated off of football too far. But at the same time, once you get him in a position of power, he's got, he's the voice of the people right now. So he's going to continue being that. Which Colin Kaepernick do you get? Do you get the guy that started 11, 4, and 1 straight up? Or do you get the guy that over those two last years, 15 and 16, went 3 and 16 straight up over 19 games? He only won 3 out of 19 games. Which one do you get? A guy that passed for 202 yards a game? Is that the guy that you really want that you're going to take these chances for? I'm not saying that's who he is, but we know when he made that run to the Super Bowl that a lot of pieces were put specifically for that offense, an offense that defenses were still having trouble to uh, adjusting to the RG3-type led offenses, that Kaepernick offenses. Remember, that that's when Russell was doing his thing. And not to say Russell Wilson didn't continue doing it, but I think Russell Wilson's a better passer of the ball, a thrower of the football than Kaepernick is. So you have to be careful bringing him in and just saying, yeah, man, I mean, it'll work. He's better because some backup, like McCarron, those guys are serviceable backs. Those guys actually have an arm now. Do you expect them to go out there and win more than three or four games? No, but by no means. But are they good guys? Are Are they great in the practice? I mean, it could... Imagine what a practice is going to be like. Imagine now you're hearing Kaepernick maybe getting tied to the L.A. teams and the hard knocks that we know are going to have the two L.A. teams. Oh,
3: man, HBO would freak out to have that opportunity. But you bring up a good point with the offense. Remember, Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers. What's he doing now? He's Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator, and you're seeing how well that's working. So you are right. You have to have the right type of system for him. But, I mean, just think about this from a – A Texan standpoint, if you want to be bigger than the Cowboys in the state of Texas, like, man, if you got Kaepernick on your team and imagine if, you know, Deshaun rolls an ankle and he has to miss a game or two and Kaepernick's the starting quarterback that week, that automatically becomes the game of the week. Out of every game on the slate in the entire NFL, Kaepernick getting his first start coming back in the
2: league, everybody would be watching. I mean, it would be huge. And look what the Ravens did. They have Roman. Who'd they bring up as the backup? RG3. Yep. And why'd they do that? Because he fit the system. Yeah. So it makes sense when you have that uh, connection, we could call it. Now, wherever Kaepernick goes, the day he does get a chance, it's going to be huge. And as far as betting odds, you know, this is a, a degenerate heaven that we have here. Yes plus two seventy five will Colin Kaepernick be on an active n f l roster for week one of the two thousand twenty regular season that means a hundred dollars will pay you two hundred and seventy five if you were to bet no, I don't think a team's gonna take a chance not by week one at least four hundred and fifty dollars wins you one hundred man
3: I know the odds don't favor it, but if not now, then win you
2: not know ever. what I mean if not now, not ever, <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean it. The momentum right now is huge. Would you take a chance on him, Tyler?
4: As a team, I probably would. Just to... Like, you're going to get... Obviously, you're going to get press out of it. And I think a team might do it... Like, whenever uh, Michael Sam was coming out in the draft, like, yeah. some teams are like, oh, I don't know. But I think the uh, Rams picked him, right? Correct. Exactly. And they got press out of it. And some of it was good press some of it was it was negative fan interaction but at the end of the day like they're still a multi-million dollar a billion dollar organization whatever like they're going to do it because they're going to get those impressions on everybody you know yeah
3: it's true and and it makes sense from a football standpoint you know unless he just can't play anymore which you know you brought up some of his stat splits you know there you can question that a little bit but Let's be honest. There's some really terrible backup quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, there really are. So it wouldn't. Was is it isn't Mike Glennon, like the backup quarterback for the Jags now? I mean, he's terrible. I mean, I mean that makes some sense. Why, if not now, then when? I, I think it might really, really happen for Cap, and and I don't know if it'll work or not, but I think he can. I think he can play better than at least you know sixty four other guys, and that's how many quarterbacks and backups there are.
2: Now, Tyler makes a great point with Sam. Uh, they uh, the NFL pushed. The, I mean, I'm, I read a lot of reports that they were pushing the Rams to make that happen. Yeah, and the Rams didn't want to have it, or or did want to do it because it would prohibit hard knocks for whatever reason covering them. It was a big big fiasco with yeah. it and after that it said that the reason that Sam got a I believe that deal with the Cowboys right away was because the NFL was pushing him. They needed to have a gay player, openly gay player have his spot in the NFL so it looked like hey we're not against this we're, we're not against any kind of people and I, I just, there's so many other narratives to, to, to yeah. people's agendas that we don't know what a team bringing in Kaepernick really is. Do they really want this because of the football, or do they want this because it'll sell many more jerseys? Man, think how many
3: number seven jerseys you'd sell. You would make a ton of money off of that. And let's be real. We've had NFL players that have killed people. You know what I mean? This guy kneeled. You know what I mean? Like, Look at the big difference between those two things.
2: Yeah, there's a big difference. It's a big risk to take, but the reward will be there. If not now, not ever. If not now, winners, Jerry, win. Next on Moneyline, ESPN 97.5.
0: ESPN 975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN
1: 975. And on ESPN975.com.
0: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
2: It's a special edition of Moneyline on a Father's Day Sunday. We're here to get you ready. We're here to get that barbecue pit going. We're here to get that brew cold. We're here to get you some winners. We're here to talk a little bit about everything. We've talked a little bit about Corona because we can't get past this COVID phase. We've talked about a little bit of the lockdown, and now we've transitioned to what Ka- Kaepernick could be. Would you take a chance? Would he fit on your particular team? Us talking Texans. Would he be a serviceable backup here? um eight three two seven two four eight three two seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six i'm over here giving out my uh, personal number i'm sorry <laughs> make sure you get um, up
3: jerry personally on i'm uh
2: i'm reading a uh, lamont's tweet here lamont says is uh kaepernick ready to be a backup will he be a backup that's the question here and do you think that he's coming in expecting to be a uh, backup I think if you've been out of football for
3: four years or whatever it is, you gotta you gotta take the, the first opportunity that you get offered. You know what I mean? And and we talked about it during the break. I mean, look at Jameis Winston taking a backup job with the Saints. And you saw how that helped, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. He got to fill in for Breeze, he did a nice job, and now he's he's a starting quarterback. So I think And he makes a good point. We don't know, and if you know how much money Kaepernick wants, like all this stuff, we just don't know. But if he really wants to get back and play football again, you know, you just you got to take an opportunity and and earn your spot, and you know, let the chips fall where they may.
2: How could Kaepernick look at a team or at his agent or anyone with a straight face, knowing that Cam Newton's still sitting out there? Do we? Let's transition to that. What's going on with Cam Newton? Because. I would have figured that he would have found a spot by now. Is it the reason that maybe he wants to be a starter? Because we've heard him say that he's ready to take whatever role. And you you mentioned Winston – Now, did Winston take the back seat because he knew that back seat was short-lived because the expectancy of Drew Brees maybe moving on within the next year or two? Winston being semi-young and saying, well, I'll just inherit a really good team. I'll just inherit the Saints. Uh, uh, Why not? Let me go ahead and take this chance. Now, can Cam Newton do that going to, let's say, uh, some people keep painting him as the Patriots having a sneak attack and coming in and using them for one year, but then him knowing, well, they're about to draft Sunshine or that's there's supposedly they want to draft Lawrence but bringing in Cam Newton I don't think they would get that high in the draft I think they would actually win some games so that's my question is do I mean how can he expect to start on a team knowing that Cam Newton who gets a job first Cam Newton or Colin Kaepernick at this point a starting job I I think it'll be Cam
3: I I think with Cam it's just it's the injury stuff right you know we're not really sure you know he's been banged up Is, is he fully healthy And, you know, this is a strange time we have where, you know, people can't get together as much as as they could in the past. And you want to make sure that, you know, that Cam's totally healthy. But also, you know, Cam's a proud dude. You know what I mean? And, you know, you wonder, would he be able to deal with somebody like Belichick, you know, and how he rules with an iron fist, you know, how that would work? I don't know. And and let's be real. You know, quarterbacks that run and take a beating that get a a little older – They're risky. They're injury prone.
2: Now, we talked about coaches or systems that fit specific type of quarterbacks. I mean, check I mean, you have to have precision passing. Yes. And we know that Cam hasn't shown that as of late. What always separated Cam was his ability to make that run, especially on the goal line. And we saw that in that Monday night game on national TV at, what, 10 seconds left. I forget the situation, but Cam didn't run it. And that's when we realized, hey, this Cam is different, and we started stepping back. So when you look at favorites of as far as the betting window, because that's what we do here on Moneyline, the Washington Redskins are favored to land him at plus 300. Does that have anything to do with the Ron Rivera, you know, and connecting puzzle pieces?
3: Yeah, and Haskins, you just you don't know what you have yet. You know, you got to watch him play more games.
2: Yeah. Let's go over to the HRMP listener line real quick. We got our man Lamont. He wants to talk about cap because, I mean, it's something that has to be talked about because I do have a feeling that we're going to see him pop up on a roster. I just don't know which one. What's going on, Lamont? You're on line.
1: Hey, man. Uh, uh, hey, what's up, man? Happy Father's Day if you guys have kids, man.
2: Appreciate you.
1: Yeah, but uh, my feeling is on uh, Kaepernick, I don't think that that guy, uh, uh, I don't think he wants to be a back uh, uh, a backup quarterback. First of all, I don't think anyone wants to be a backup quarterback. I mean, let me be real. I think everybody wants to be a starter at some point. But from everything that I didn't see, man, it seems like we didn't just forgot about the last couple. First of all, you don't hear the guy talk. It's been the last time we've seen him publicly do something. You know, he 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 pretty much – He pretty much made a spectacle uh, of the NFL, made them look like fools out there in Atlanta, uh, having them driving all over the city and all of that crap. And and I just think that he – I wouldn't mind seeing Kaepernick back in the NFL, but I don't think that Kaepernick wants to come back in the NFL as a backup quarterback. That's what I uh, uh, honestly believe. And I'm thinking everybody is just, you know, looking at it from the NFL side. It takes two to tangle. Uh, uh, he has to want up a, a play. And from everything I'm seeing, that guy don't look like he he, he really, really gives a damn. That's all I have, fellas.
3: That makes sense. Thanks, Lamont. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. He's right. Like, when's the last time you heard Kaepernick speak?
2: And and just that, man, the, the way that went down that last time, that workout he had, and moving spots and making it impossible – rubs people the wrong way and it's going to be that there, you're going to have many instances whenever you dust or if someone size them throughout the season where things are going to pop off and there's going to be things that are going to be abnormal and if that's something that happens say when you're making a playoff run, or, or lord forbid it happens on a playoff run and then all of a sudden something comes down or, or say that this you know, everything that happened with, you know, the the, the cops and, and, and say something happens during season and and a big, you know, protest starts breaking out. And Kaepernick, you know, he's a big advocate. he He's the face of a lot of the people. What if he has to break open and, and go attend to that while they're making a run? And now he's considered a starter because someone got hurt. It's just a lot of things that come with it to be a, a, a NFL starting quarterback. I mean, you have to be 150% connected with the game. You have to be focused. That's what separates – athletes that can throw football to the ones that end up becoming special because they could put it together with the X's and O's and that's when you see these special type quarterbacks and you see other quarterbacks that might have physical attributes never connected it's just tough and that's what he's going to have to do because he's he, he speaks for a lot of people and just because he got a job on an NFL team I don't think he's able to step aside I think people are going to be they're going to they're going to look for him to push the word more and he's going to have to and I think the more power he gets the day he gets in a place of power which is on an NFL team he's going to have to push it more and people are going to be looking for Post game interviews that probably have nothing to do with the game, nothing to do with the game, maybe something particular that happened, whether it be in society or whether it be in practice or whether it be some lineman on, you know, on the practice squad got caught saying the N word on a on a video. How do you feel about that cap after a big win for that team? How does that take the light off of what's important for an organization at that exact moment as to what cap brings? Not that 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 doesn't matter. It does. But at that particular moment.
3: No, that's fair. And we know NFL coaches, they hate distractions, right? Like, you know, they don't even want you, you know, saying you think you're going to win this week. Exactly. You know, giving the other team bullet, bulletin board material. So – it's tricky, right? And yeah, you haven't heard Cap talk about football much. At least I can't remember. Mr. It.
2: Kaepernick, how do you feel this week coming in to play the Vikings, knowing everything that happened here? You know well, that you,
3: question is locked and loaded you know, too. Just <laughs>
2: things like that. Just, just how do you, how are you going to stick it to the Cowboys for Jerry Jones not coming out, and everything's going to be just delivered? angled, yeah, yeah, angled at that. And it's just, is it worth it to a team? I mean, I guess it depends your situation and who's your backup quarterback. Yes, but uh, we say if there's ever time, it might be in his fortune that it's now. You're going to need him. You're going to need him somewhere in the roster. There's a quarterback out there that's going to get a chance. Why can't it be Colin Kaepernick? He needs to be football focused, though. He needs to say, hey, I got my thing, and I'm always going to speak for the people, but I need that shot back because I deserve it. I am an NFL Starting quarterback But I'll take the back seat If I need to Until I get my shot
3: Yep And if not I mean why is now A good time too There's probably not gonna be Any fans in the stands Jerry I didn't even think You know what I mean Like there's nobody To even boo him If if they You know Are not aligned with him You know So like You're not really Risking that much
2: What we are gonna risk on Go ahead and open up your computers. When we get back, I'm going to take you to atlanta Not Atlanta here in the United States, but we're going overseas. The Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
0: You're listening to ESPN 97.5.